New Zealand Rugby have announced a hook-up with Japan Rugby Union with the promise of more matches between the countries in Japan over the next four years. The agreement will see the two unions explore strategic and commercial opportunities to grow the game across the Asia-Pacific region. And we're joined by sports reporter Felicity Reid. Um, so what does this mean for New Zealand players, Felicity? At the top level for the All Blacks, the Māori All Blacks and the All Blacks 15, it means more games against the Brave Blossoms and the Japan 15. So New Zealand Rugby acknowledges that these will be squeezed into a pretty packed already international calendar. And these games will, you know, the All Blacks haven't really played Japan that often and in the early days they were quite dominant. But you might remember last year uh, there was that test and it was 38-31. So the All Blacks only just kind of squeezed away with a victory there. So it's kind of seen this combination between the top teams from New Zealand and Japan. It's seen as an opportunity to grow the game. And even we're on a call a little bit earlier and the head of the Japan Rugby Football Union sort of cheekily said that one day that, that Japan hoped to be better than the All Blacks. So they're really putting it out there as an opportunity for them to test themselves against the best but actually maybe progress their own game as well. This isn't just for the 15-sider game as well. It's for the Sevens. So that's the Black Ferns and the All Black Sevens could play the Japan Sevens teams outside of the World Rugby Series, which and the Seven Series, which currently happens now. Another opportunity to grow the game as well. Sevens is quite popular in Japan. And there's also the closer ties for Super Rugby. So there's the benefit here of Super Rugby teams being able to play the Japan League One teams outside of the traditional Super Rugby uh, window. And as well, already several All Blacks have already played in this top flight competition. So that's the likes of Bowden Barrett, Brody Retallick, uh, Aaron Smith's going to go there next year. But uh, anyone who's hoping for maybe the return of the Sunwolves back into Super Rugby, uh, New Zealand Rugby CEO Mark Robinson had a little bit of a caveat and we can hear what he had to say this afternoon. I think at, at this stage, they are very happy with the way that League One is developing and growing. We are you know, continuing to build Super Rugby Pacific. The key opportunity here is for the two competitions to work together um, and to have some form of crossover but um, that resulting in a team from Japan coming into Super Rugby is not on the table. So a little bit unfortunate for that but it does also impact the women's side of the game. So the women's top players from Japan could come and play in Super Rugby Opiki, our top women's competition here. So that's a little bit like when the men's team uh, Fumiaki Tanaka and Shinji Ono came to the Highlanders and played in the men's competition. Something similar could happen either at Super Rugby Opiki level or down at Farapama level as well. So an opportunity for those players. Let's um, switch codes. New Zealand Cricket CEO David White he's stepping down in August, been in the job 12 years um was he expected to go and what's his legacy this is he's presided over quite a rough time for cricket across internationally so new zealand cricket says he's leaving with a legacy of having secured them in a good financial position the best position that they've ever been in financially that's right from the grassroots through to the international level as well and leaving with more the women's and girls being more engaged with New Zealand cricket something that in the past they've probably been criticised for over the last decade there has been a move towards that and he also saw that joint master agreement between the men's and women's uh, professional players an opportunity and financial opportunity for the women there as well I mean, as I mentioned, that that's that kind of the tough world in the last decade, if we think of the time that he's been there. It's introduced the World Test Championship, which obviously New Zealand won that opening one, but it's all the complexities that come with playing against every test-playing nation. He's also been in part of where there's three formats of the game now, 
not all the players are wanting to play in every format. So as we see, like the Trent Bolt situation, and he sort of presided over some changing captaincies as well. So he's been around for some of the tough times in New Zealand cricket. We're not quite sure what he's going to do next. I'm not quite sure that he knows what he's perhaps going to do next. He's had a long uh, stint in sports administration. So he leaves a different legacy for New Zealand cricket as well. Thank you, Felicity. Felicity Reid there with sport.